Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. More than 10 commercial vehicles were allegedly attacked by armed robbers while passengers on board the vehicles were robbed of their valuables Thursday night on the main Dodoasomenia Road in the Shiro Sudoku district of the Greater Akwa region. The suspected armed robbers mounted a roadblock near Gomeda Lowot Junction at around 9 p.m. in an operation believed to have lasted well over 45 minutes. Yes, a victim narrating the incident to join News. I was coming from um, a swim, so we passed through room, and um, between um, Dodua and Sumania, uh, Agomeda and Sumania Road, there was a, yeah, there is a junction there, um, room junction. So we branched towards Agomeda. So upon reaching, um, there is a sharp curve there. Upon reaching the curve, we realized that uh, three vehicles were parked in front of us. Then before we say Jack. And we saw a guy in the max. Then he pointed a gun at us and fired one. So my motor rider quickly drove onto him and then he ran into the bush. So we decided to quickly turn ourselves and then escape. Unfortunately, one of our guys fell off the motorbike. That is the, the we were using a motor king. So one of our guys fell off the motorbike. So we had to, the two of us have to escape. So we managed to escape. Unfortunately, when we escaped, there were two other vehicles and one saloon car and then one passenger car. We tried to stop the two vehicles, they didn't stop. And then they also drove in and then they stopped them. But for the commercial vehicle, that is the uh, Sprinter, uh, it shot into the, they, like, they gave a warning shot, they never had to park, and then most of the uh, passengers had to uh, run into the bush. A few of them were caught hold of, and then they, I think they took most of their belongings. So we also made the call to the police, and then a few friends of ours, who were then later, Two policemen came, and then another uh, police officer also came to join them. But unfortunately, the armed robbers ran into the bush. So we can't trace them now. I was told they are four. I saw one before we escaped. So when I came back to the scene, after the police came and I followed the police to the scene, I saw uh, my brother who fell off. I met him, and he told me they were three, and they were four. They were all in max. Okay, so uh, what is your brother's condition as we speak? Uh, by the grace of God, he's fine. He said he was hit with st- uh, uh, sticks and uh, mother, he was kicked on the floor. And those were the things that, but he had some bruises on his hand and then his cheek. He had some bruises there. So how about the other passengers on board the uh, Sprinter? Yes, they said their belongings were taken and then some of them were also beaten severely. But nobody sustained any gunshot, gun wounds. driver of one of the commercial vehicles caught up in the incident also shares his ordeal. I was on a so many road when I saw the roadblock. I tried to reverse, but they started giving warning shots. So I parked my car and fled into the bush. But one of them followed me and caught up with me. I struggled with him, but I was overpowered after he hit me with a weapon. I'm really hurt. An international monetary fund staff mission has declared that Ghana's economy is showing signs of recovery after almost a month of implementing the support program. This was captured in a statement issued by the IMF after its staff mission, led by Stefan Rudet, visited Ghana. 
from June 8 to June 15, 2023. The visit, according to the IMF, was part of its regulator engagements with Ghanaian authorities and other stakeholders. My colleague, George Wefi, has joined me in the studio uh, with more on this. Good to see you, George. Hi, good to see you, Aisha. What more do we know from uh, this IMF meeting? So this, this thing, when you, when you go into a program with the fund, the staff would always, in turn, to period, they would come over and do what they call their on-ground assessment of the economy. And in recently, they did something they called the Article 4 consultation. Okay. It's more being the assessment of an economy or a member country. They'd land in the USA and all the rest. So it's something that they do. It's interesting that this visit has indeed coincided with Ghana having a program with the fund. So just to get the basis right in terms of why they are here. They came into town on Thursday, that was last week, and they rounded up their engagement that was just yesterday. So what we know more about this thing is that they have made some significant progress in terms of engagement with government. Don't forget, it's not just about engaging government. There were other stakeholders that includes the, the Finance Committee of Parliament, and also some business associations as well on getting different perspectives to the IMF program, what are their concerns, implementing this program and all the rest. And for them, they believe that if you look at those indicators in terms of measuring an economy that is turning around, they are seeing the economy turn around. And the, and the, the critical question or the critical indicator here is signs of stability. Okay. And so we are seeing that the exchange rate uh, is a little bit stable. You've seen the gyrating or that rise and fall has seized a little bit. For the past two weeks, you've seen the city, when you look at the forex bureaus, being sold at around uh, 12 Ghana cities. Mm. When you look at the commercial banks, <coughs> when it comes to transactional rate, between 11.20 to 11.45, if you look at our international reserves, it has gone up significantly. You've seen that inflation rate... I mean, has softened a little bit, even though there has been that marginal pickup. So when they look at some of these critical indicators, they want to link it to us getting the program, and that is why they made that assessment about... I, I want to look at the other indicators. We've yeah. spoken about the exchange rate, yeah. which is very key. Yeah. What other indicators... We want to look at uh, the international reserves. Since mm. we got the program, yep. we've seen the IMF support come in. We understand some that donor support is also going to come in. Mm. The World Bank has announced that all other things being equal, some $300 million should come in by September this year. We also have other donors, the American government coming on board to support us, some uh, data initiative that are bringing almost about $300 million as well. So if you look at all these indicators, it appears that our reserves has picked up marginally. There's another indicator that they want to look at. If you look at inflation, you've seen that it went down significantly. And the IMF wants to look at Ghana's program starting from when the staff level agreement was reached. Mm -hmm. So they believe that the stability that we are witnessing right now is as a result of how things started last year, okay. which culminated with us signing the program on May 17th. And they believe that all these things are impacting the economy positively. And that is why when they concluded this, their normal staff visit to yeah. Ghana, mm. they made that assessment that they've seen those signs that shows that the economy is stabilizing. Mm. And for some two things, you know, what these comments would also mean to these investors out there who are still sitting on the fence before they react, if the economy is showing signs of recovery, does we mean that those practical reforms that government is undertaking it is going to yield results or not. And so maybe we'll see these investors also acting by coming on board, bringing in those required capital expenditure into mm. the economy, and all those things will happen. But one, one critical thing, Aisha, you should remember that just like Zambia, a lot of those who are sitting on the fence are looking at, it's not the money, and I think that a lot of us would always want to look at how much has come in, the money has come, and why the economy is not responding <coughs> yeah. that fast. It is more of those quantitative and those fiscal reforms that you are supposed to undertake. Are you progressing on that? When the IMF meets in November 1, that is the staff on Ghana to review the program, that will be our first program review. Mm. We'll be looking at those indicators that we should have met by the end of June. Okay. And if we pass that test, it's not just about the money. 
Again, the problem with this economy is about confidence. Okay. So if you even pump in about 20 billion into the dollars into the economy right now, it won't address the immediate problem. Mm. People have concerns with how the economy is being managed. Therefore, this is a program that is trying to correct that. Mm. So if you make some progress in that area, then that real investor confidence restoration will start. Okay. So how will Fed, the first review, and what the fund will be saying? Because most of these investors... They don't want to trust what government is saying. What is the IMF saying about the economy? They are saying that the economy is showing signs of stability. Mm -hmm. And therefore, if it's stabilizing, they are going to come on board. Mm -hmm. These things could also impact on the verdict of those rating agencies and what they're going to yeah. do to us mm -hmm. in terms of the, 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 the assessment that they'll give to the bonds issued yeah. by government. So what I'm saying is that what they've done indirectly would positively impact the economy. If all of this looking positive for our next tranches, I mean, will it... That, uh, our next tranche, all other things being equal, should come in in November 1. When the IMF staff conclude the assessment and they present to the board, if it's today, the board approves it the next day or next two days, the money is coming in. Mm. But as I tried to highlight earlier on that, it's not just about the money. That staff report, because a lot of people are saying that, listen, we, we signed a program... I'm not feeling the IMF. Yep. Yes, you're not feeling the IMF because the signals hasn't gone out there that we are fast-tracking or making significant progress when it comes to those quantitative indicators and those structural reforms that we need to undertake when it comes to the fiscal space. Mm. And that is very, very critical. So okay. when that signal goes out, then you see that recovery being fast-tracked as mm. we were looking forward to. Mm. So it will be very critical to look for the staff report that will be ready by November 2 on what the IMF will say based on our first program review. Okay. And if you go through the statement, one critical thing that they, they try to highlight is that reaching an agreement to these external creditors, it's timely and it's important. That could, again, fast-track the recovery and also influence the next disbursement of cash yeah. to us. Okay. So if we are unable to understand that, well, there have been some challenges with government in terms of trying to reach a deal with these external creditors, yeah. including those who are holding the euro bonds. Mm -hmm. And even the labor as well, there are discussions to restructure the cocoa bonds and all those things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if we don't make progress in that area, the magic wand that we are all looking forward to on what a fund program will bring might delay a little bit. And okay. again, not passing the first review, even be more costly Okay. Than what we had experienced before we signed up to this program. So, so we have no reason not to yeah. pass the first review. Yeah, in terms of the reform that, that we should look at uh, uh, when it comes to utility uh, tariffs, when it comes to the improving revenue collections, it's not just about utility tariffs. But again, in terms of the laws, ECG, privatizing revenue collection, they are looking at more structural things that will let the economy withstand the shocks when we are exposed. Some are saying that we were exposed so much to COVID because we couldn't build the buffers yeah. that when we were exposed or we hit the mm -hmm. shocks, yes. exposed that. Okay. So that is what this program is trying to do, that implement those reforms, start taking those reforms, pass those laws that will ensure that Bank of Ghana is independent. Bank of Ghana stops financing government operations. Mm. So the Bank of Ghana can build enough reserves okay. to save the country for the rainy day. Wow. All these things are supposed to be done mm. before the fund say that you've, you've made some progress when it comes to those structural reforms and we are bringing the money. The money is just an icing on the cake. What those investors out there are looking for is that what steps have you taken to close the loopholes to reform the fiscal situation? Okay. And that is what they will react. Okay. The other donors who are sitting on the fence, the World Bank, listen, they are also watching closely yeah. what will happen to this first review before they advance over $4 billion to us. Right. It's something that we'll be looking forward to. George, we are faced with business, uh, Joy Business, and he's been explaining to us. Meanwhile, that Finance Minister Ken Oforiata is expected to address the nation on the state of our economy later today. We'll bring you all of that as and when. Uh, we get him to speak. But also on the economy, after more than five months of exemption, the government has taken a sharp U-turn to include pension funds in the domestic debt treatment. Sources say government is hoping to restructure about $2.7 billion 
owed to pension funds in a new round of talks. General Secretary of Ghana Federation of Labor, Abraham Kumsen, has told joining the association is yet to receive an official proposal from government for a haircut. He spoke to my colleague Isaac Ofieje on Upfront. We have not been formally, officially uh, invited to any, any meeting to discuss this thing. But do you sense that government will eventually call you to come for a haircut? Oh, we are expecting them to call for that one. But they, they wanted that meeting, I think, at the end ending of uh, April. But mm -hmm. unfortunately, the technical you know, team had left for Bogota. Abraham Kumsen expressed Labour's disappointment with government's flip-flop stance on when to include or exclude from the DDEP. They are not saying the truth. Today they will say this, another time they say another time. This, this, this IMF, what didn't they say? They said, no, IMF, we are not going there today. We are not going. So me, I don't believe in dealing with liars, people who don't speak the truth. I, I hate it. They, they, should, they should be truthful. You see, that's a problem that I have, I have with this. Part 1 was the Genesis, Part 2 is captioned Hero to Zero. In Part 2 of a nation that begs will tell you how Ghana, Africa's top producer of gold, moved from being a hero in the Eurobond market to begging for debt forgiveness. Here are assets. Fellow Kukrudites, we were elected to fix the problems and I'm glad to report that we are fixing the problems. This government is under intense pressure to attend to the IMF for a bailout in the wake of harsh economic times. We will not go to the IMF today, we will not go to IMF tomorrow, and we are not going as long as the NPP remains in power. As my colleague, um, Deputy Minister said, we are not going to the IMF. Whatever we do, we are not. If because of political pride and the rest of them we don't want to go, that is a different thing altogether. Once the government on our behalf, whether I like it or not, says we are not going to die, then my position changes. Then show us alternative. The good thing though is that it does show that being an island program imposes more discipline. But this government itself argues that all the way until early 2019, they were doing brilliant. What that means is that they were doing brilliant during the IMF program. Part two of a nation that begs as on Joy News Monday, June 19 at 8.30 p.m. and on Joy FM Super Morning Show at 8.30 a.m. Let's move on to other story. The Soya Value Chain Association Ghana has called on the Legal Committee of Parliament to review the acts governing the appointment of committee members of the Export Control Committee. The association says the Export Control Committee that they advocated for has been hijacked by actors who have no knowledge of the soya bean industry. We'll be bringing you that story uh, shortly. Uh, right now, uh, let's go live and... Uh, so let's let's get some insights of what's happening.
Well, we'll take you live to Newtown right now because residents of Tema Newtown have expressed fears over the sighting of a refinery by Central Oil, which falls directly within the community. The residents say the situation is giving them sleepless nights as they fear they would lose their lives should there be an explosion. Several concerns raised, according to them, have all fallen on this ears. Uh, our colleague Elvis Washington is there for us. He joins us live. Elvis, what have you gathered from from where you are. Hello, Elvis. What can you report from where you are? Good morning, Aisha. Um, well, I'm here at the Tema Newtown Play Joshishi, where scores of residents have actually gathered. All right, so Aisha, I'm here at the Tema Newtown. Where scores of residents are actually gathered to express their concerns over the sighting of a refinery within this neighborhood. Well, from where we are standing, the refinery is just about five minutes' drive from here. And residents here are saying, should there be, a should there be a, an explosion in future, their lives will be at stake. I have with me some of the community members who have been with the central oil who is actually citing the facility within the community to tell us what exactly are their problems because some of them were actually in this meeting from the onset hello sir hello sir good morning good morning um very good morning to your viewers i'm henry oko oninko and then i'm the in fact i have a, a lot of positions but then i would want to mention the events planning secretary at the Tema traditional council okay. i think we are all talking about this um Central oil refinery thing. In fact, the very moment we hear, or we heard about this very uh, operations or this very uh, production, for some of us, we gathered youth of this very community. For the first foundation they dug, we actually had to go and stop their work because we have seen something before. I think probably 2010, I think 29th March, there was a similar gas explosion in Tema here. That wasn't even a refinery, but there was a gas tanker that's actually dislodging, I mean, into, I mean, another storage in, I mean, in the grounds. And in fact, the incident happened probably, I think, about 20 minutes' walk from where the explosion occurred. But even if you stand here, you can still feel the heat. And you know, whenever we are talking about refinery, whenever we are talking about gas explosions, it is very, very dangerous. You heard clearly from the mayor that one thing they took upon themselves is that they make sure the community standard as far as refinery and other, I mean, oil related things are concerned. But they have taken in charge and they have taken consideration of all that. Personally, there was a meeting held at the Tema Traditional Council. I was part of the meeting. And the council was asking them about um, how safety of the community. And they made it known, I mean, the engineers that were present made it known to that they have um, a community standard as far as this oil refinery thing are concerned. And also, this actually one is um, a modern type. So I proceeded to ask a question that we have seen explosions everywhere. What happens if there's anything of that sort in this very community? It means that all of us are going to be wiped away. And one of them in the meeting was like, how long has the term oil refinery has been in existence? And then I told it's probably about 50, 60 years now. It says... Since the inception of that refinery, there has never been an explosion, which means that... But I will ask, have you been to this very facility? And based on what you see there, are you convinced that, indeed, what they are telling you represents the fact? You know, one thing is that just yesterday I was, I was at the premises of the refinery, and, you know, any time I, I, I view it, I view it from a very far, I mean, point. But yesterday, I had the opportunity to be there, and the machines and things, I so I became a bit scared, looking at where it is and the community. But... In fact, I am not an engineer, the proximity to the community. Uh, like I keep saying, I'm an illiterate when it comes to this engineering thing. So I heard from the mayor early that they have already put in place every necessary measures to make sure certain right. things. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to you. But, Chairman, um, your name is Bashir Ajayajete. All right. From the onset, you were also part of this meeting. And indeed, today your people are actually not happy with this very arrangement. For them, they believe that where the, the refinery is actually sited, the proximity to the community, should there be an explosion, certainly they, they are all going to be wiped out. On the 29th of March 2010, there was a similar explosion where, of course, some of you are privy to. What can you tell us? Have you been to this very facility? And are you also convinced that what the community members or the central people are saying represent the fact okay from the onset we were apprehensive about what was going on there we didn't know so uh, we got closer to them and uh, there was uh, a community engagement 
and they answered a lot of our questions. They gave us access to their place to see the things they are putting in place, security measures, safety measures. And they said, in anything, there's risk. So if you fear the risk, maybe you might as well not do it. But the best thing to do is to put in safety measures that will minimize the risk. So we've been there, and uh, they, sh they assured us that they are uh, working with uh, international standards. So we shouldn't be afraid. And also... Uh, Have you independently verified... Yes, uh, they've given the youth opportunity to also uh, come to the, the, the refinery so that the uh, they can be... Let me just finish. Uh, Honorable, you are the MC for the area. Yeah. What can you tell us with the concerns being raised? Well, uh, I think that the, the main concern is the fact that uh, is the proximity of the refinery to the, where people live in town. That's the main concern. Um, it just happened at that MC when I took office about two years ago, uh, with a background to engineering. Normally there are some KPIs or things we check. Uh, we check EPA, if EPA have given permit. We check fire. So, 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 oh no, because of time, mm. time, we are time constrained. I mean, what can you tell us specifically? Sure. There's concerns being raised. What, are you, what measures are you taking to address the situation? All right, so um, technically speaking, um, even though it's closed, but technically speaking, they've really followed all the laid-down procedures in setting this one up. So what we need to do is to have a more deeper community engagement with the people so that we're that we able to explain in details for them to know that uh, even though it is quite close to the people, but the things they have and the safety standards that they are going to enforce, uh, we shouldn't really expect to have any problem because we have one refinery already at all. Okay. which have been there for like almost 60 years, and then we've not had any problem coming from Tor. So we believe strongly in that uh, once you follow the same procedures here, we shouldn't have a problem with the proximity of the refinery. All right, so um, Aisha, the MC is actually saying that he's going to enforce on the... He's going to re-enforce um, the um, community engagement to ensure that um, the safety standards are strictly adhered to so that the community members' fears will be allayed. Elvis Washington. From Tema. So that was Elvis reporting from uh, Tema New Town there, and he's been engaging the DCE, who says uh, they would do more community engagement. Now, Member of Parliament for Dafiama Busia Isa, Dr. Sebastian Sandari, is asking for a thorough investigation into alleged shooting of two people by police in the area. The duo, who are known hunters in the enclave, were returning from a night hunting expedition when they ran out of petrol on one of their motorbikes and they stopped on the shoulders of the road to refuel only to be bumped into by the police patrol team. Joining us is a West Regional Correspondent, Rafiq Salam Hasmo. According to the medical director of the Upper West Regional Hospital, Dr. Robert Messier, the victims were brought to the hospital following the gunshot injuries they sustained as a result of shooting. One was shot in the abdomen, that's the stomach, and then the other one, on the arm. So they brought them and then uh, both of them were severely injured to a extent that we had to operate. Both the one that had a shooting in the stomach and then the one that also had the gunshot wounds on the arm. It's not threatening. The one shot in the abdomen, he had a few of his internal organs injured, but they were repaired during the surgical procedure. So we are still observing him, but uh, because those things were repaired, we, we just hope that he will do well. The duo, who claimed to be hunters, were returning from their night hunting expedition when the police patrol team on early Wednesday morning bumped into them. Neither has the police allegedly uttered a word to them, nor has the victims provoked them, but the former opened fire on them and gunned the duo down. One of the victims, 30-year-old Edmond Taboroma, narrating the incident exclusively to Joy News, revealed that they were returning home after a successful hunting night where they killed three rats and eight hedgehogs when the alleged shooting occurred. He said all three of them were armed with guns and had stopped on the shoulders of the road at Seripuri to refuel their motorbikes after one of them ran out of petrol. Okay. 
They started shooting immediately. I was the first to be gunned down. I struggled to get up, but I couldn't. They picked my bag, searched it, and got my three rat meat and the hedgehogs. They threw all into their petrol car, he stated. So, Bama Eid and then Akaka and then Len Wedding Abag and Ataga and Abalorpua. He expressed shock and the inhumane attitude shown by the police after they were shot. So, Bama Eid and then Akaka and then Len Wedding Abag and Ataga and Abalorpua. They refused to pick either to the police station or the hospital. Local hunters hunting for for meat, maybe for survival, because that is what they rely on. Then on your patrol during the day, it's not even from five between five and six. It's daytime. You open fire on them. Didn't even bother to check on the people that you open fire, whether they are dead or whatever. I mean, arrest them so that even you can protect their lives first and investigate for whatever reason you have shot them. They ignore them to their fate until they call, you know, their 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 their, their community members to tell them that they had gone hunting and the police came and opened fire on them just by the roadside. I mean, it's something that is unfortunate, and therefore I would I would call on the the the, the police administration. I would call on the regional commander, the regional minister, the IGP. The interior um, minister, who is from this region, to go into this matter because uh, we seek justice. We think that it must be investigated promptly, so that we all know um, the reasons why the police opened fire on hunters. Accompanying the Defima Bure Isa legislature was his colleague legislature from the Wawa constituency, Superintendent Retard Peter Lanchinatubu. Also shared same sentiment. If a policeman should find somebody with a weapon, I don't think that the first thing to do is to fire. No. The first thing to do on sighting somebody with a weapon is not to shoot. And there are rules and regulations governing the use of firearm. Justification for the use of firearm is a training that is so key in bringing up police officers. So I will join the MP in calling for rapid investigation into this matter. Reporting for Green News, Rafik Salam. Wow. The overload of the Mampuka traditional area and president of the Northeast Regional House of Chiefs, Na Bohagu Abdullah Mahami, has called for the amendment of the Chieftaincy Act of 2008, especially sections that cut him as paramount chief. According to the overlord, it does not sound to reason that he who has authority to inskin paramount chiefs is himself categorized as a paramount chief in the current chieftaincy act. He is therefore calling upon the Ministry of Chieftaincy and Religious Affairs, the National House of Chiefs, the Attorney General and the Parliament of Ghana to take steps to amend the act to place the Nairi skin in its proper category. Lord made the request whilst addressing members of the regional house of chiefs on the occasion of the first general meeting of the house for the year held in the regional capital at Nalirku. Also present at the meeting were members of the regional security council as well as senior members of the Nairi royal court. In a statement read on his behalf by the traditional registrar, the overlord, among other key highlights, called for the amendment of the current Chieftaincy Act to put the Nairi skin in its proper class. According to Nabuhaga I, the Chieftaincy institution has been relevant and forever shall be relevant for the development of the country. However, as a means of ensuring the security of their customs, traditions, and cultural heritage, 
the overlord said there was a need to translate the original and real identities of chiefs into our law and instruments. It is for this reason that I call on the relevant stakeholders, that is the Ministry of Chief Council and Religious Affairs, the National House of Chiefs, the Attorney General Department, and the Parliament of Ghana to take steps to amend the current Frequency Act of 2008, Act 759, especially sections that categorizes the chiefs to play the mayoring scheme at its proper category. It does not sound to reason that the mayoring now has the authority to unskill paramount chiefs. His insurance categorized as a, as a paramount chief in the current chieftaincy act. Touching on the recent conflict in Lukula, the overlord reiterated his call for calm by all citizenry in the savannah and northeast regions. The violence that erupted on June 1st led to at least one killed and several properties destroyed after alleged armed gunja men overran the community. The overlord, in a reconciliatory tone, condemned the violence as unfortunate uncalled for and a scar on the long-standing peaceful relationship that had existed between the Gonjas and Mampruces. I have since issued a statement indicating my resolve to work with my brother, the Abdenhira, to find lasting solution to the dispute. I however urge the law enforcement agencies to work to bring the perpetrators of this untoward event to book. The government is also implored to put in more efforts in demarcating the land boundaries to ensure lasting peace in the affected communities since the conflict was largely caused by land disagreement. The House of Chiefs President also bemoaned the negative impact of deforestation and illegal logging on the lives and livelihood of the people and call for the protection of the forest cover. The government's green dollar program is timely, beneficial, and life-saving. I will encourage you all to participate fully in the program and make it all year-round lifestyle. I will further encourage Nadima to put in seven measures in their various communities to deal with recalcitrant individuals not destroy the forest cover and degrade the environment. In this direction, the government is also called to make alternative sources of energy for domestic use, such as LPG, affordable and accessible, so as to minimize the pressure on the domestic use of fire, wood, and charcoal. In a speech read on his behalf by the regional coordinating director, Musa Chimsi, the regional minister, Yidana Zakari, called on the chiefs to continue to preserve the peace of the region to attract investors and development partners. On the violence in Lukula, the regional minister said efforts were ongoing to bring lasting peace and harmony among the people in the area. The next step will be that on the 22nd of this month, we have extended an invitation to our overlords, that is the two overlords, that's Savannah and of this region, to join us in a meeting at Tamale, where important issues will be discussed. This is because we rely on you, and we are aware that it is you who would help us to solve this problem once and for all. Ilias Sotanko reporting for Joy News. We are happy that government has heard our pleas and have begun fixing the potholes that the reaction of road users and residents at Tribler and Fertilizer Towns in the Jokuku constituency to the construction of roads there. Three weeks ago, they embarked on a massive demonstration demanding better roads, claiming the bad roads riddled with potholes were adversely affecting their productivity as they spent most of their monies buying vehicle parts to fix damage caused by the 
effect of using the deplorable roads. The Roads and Highways Ministry indicated on their Twitter handles that they have started work on the stretch. Hanodame was there to check on this development, spoke to some drivers and residents. This entire area you see here was riddled with potholes. The contractors came on site three days ago and see what they've done. I doubt it will last. We asked them to use quality materials so that the road will last long. Uh, we want the government to do better road for us. And now we start. We stop doing the the Akota road. Now we are doing asphalt, but we want the quality asphalt, not uh, quantity asphalt. What quality asphalt? Why? Because if we don't do the quality asphalt, maybe I can say six months, seven months, we we'll see portals in the road, and we we'll waste our money, our materials, and our our everything. You can fill the portals for me and live and go. Want asphalt? So we we'll beg the government to do asphalt for us. If you do feed the parcels, you can't you don't do anything. You have work done zero. Do the asphalt, correct asphalt. But say two weeks ago, say three weeks ago, they started to say demonstration. And I'm going to say, I'm going to be a But I don't know if you're going to be a man. I'm going to be a man. I'm going to be a man. I'm going to be a man. He said, I was so kind. I'm going to be a man. We've realized that after our demonstration, they've started fixing the roads. That they speed up the work because the bad roads are destroying our vehicles and our car owners are also fighting with us. Vice President Dr. Mamadou Baumi is expected to pick nomination forms at the NPP headquarters this morning to uh, contest for the upcoming NPP presidential hopeful contest. Uh, my colleague uh, Samuel Mbura is at the NPP headquarters. He joins us with more. Samuel, has he picked the nomination yet? Uh, yeah, the Vice President has arrived at the party headquarters to find his nomination. But at the moment, we have force of supporters and delegates coming from all parts of the country. I saw them coming down from the ambassador uh, to support him. We also have various groupings and fan clubs of Albania. We have uh, a whole lot of them coming to support him. So if you can see, MPP headquarters here, uh, the road, a lot of the roads have been blocked, and the atmosphere is actually a charged one uh, because the people are jubilating around and. Uh, they say he's the right person to lead the party and break the aid. A reason they have come out in their numbers to support the vice president. So we are still waiting for him to arrive with his entourage to file the nomination. I just contacted the chief briefly, and I'm told they'll be here in the next 30 minutes. All right, Samuel Mbura is our man at the NPP headquarters. We'll definitely bring you more from the NPP headquarters when Dr. Baumia finally arrives to pick his nomination to contest in the presidential hopeful contest of the NPP. Let's take when Dr. Baumia finally arrives to pick his nomination to contest in the presidential hopeful contest of the NPP. Let's take All arrears are paid. We will come here every day. So you are hopeful now that as they have started, they will continue uh, in that tangent? Well, they started previously and they don't continue. That is why your paying one will not take us from here. Pay If you pay one or two, uh, you think because you have started paying, you will leave here. We are not going to leave. We are not going to leave until all payment, all outstanding payments are made. When between yesterday and today as we speak... These are real housewives of Abuja. Those women are fire. But what does OJ say again? A relationship with money is Alhamdulillah. Because they're waiting for me. What if you're the police?
We're recording this progressive commercial on a real boat to let people know that when you bundle your home, boat, and other vehicles... What was that, Flo? Progressive saves you money, Jamie. Why are we doing this on a boat? We were going for authenticity. We're going to the city? Authenticity. You mean Atlantic City? But we're not in the Atlantic. Are we? Bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Ah, Dorcas. The biggest dragon for restaurants. Nice slow picking face. Said earlier, but if you take them within um, March to the Jubilee House, they will do that to ensure that um, government does the need for Because according to them, um, the employment minister had um, in his own um, met with leadership of student authority, but the company, as it were, isn't yielding. So um, they will ensure, as a, as a TUC, they will ensure that they will do whatever it takes them, um, members and leadership of the, the union to ensure that these three workers are... A piece of the pie and shaking for it. No one tells a story like we do. Showmax, Africa's own has been hijacked by actors who have no knowledge of the Serbian industry. Speaking to the media at the association consultative meeting in Tamale, organized by the association and funded by GIZ Ghana to engage farmers and input dealers on how the latter can supply inputs on a sustainable... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. The executive secretary of the association, Yafrifa, said the association is not happy with the activities of the committee. The big challenge for us now is one. Yafrifa said the association is not happy with the activities of the committee. The big challenge for us now is one. And what I want to hear from the um, company's end that the, the issue they released last week, um, taking their position that the company is not against unionization, but then they would want the right procedures and channels to be used um, to ensure that if these workers would want to join um, Ghana Mine Workers Union, um, that is done. He is the chief director for Ministry of Trade and Industry. As we have now, we have known the names of the committee, but we do not see faces. They have never... In fact, last year, in one of the biggest... As we have now, we have known the names of the committee, but we do not see faces. They have never... In fact, last year, in one of the biggest is access to inputs. The price of soya bean has shot up so well. And it is not just because somebody wants so much profit. It is only because inputs to uh, produce soya bean has shot up so well. And it is not just because somebody wants so much profit. It is only because inputs to uh, produce soya bean. For you, bring you updates when there are new developments. Now to other stories. The network of communication reporters is calling on the National Communications Authority to completely remove all telco agents from the ongoing SIM registration process to prevent any more incidents of fraudulent SIM, fraudulent SIM registration. In a statement, the group explained that some unscrupulous telco agents had circumvented the process leading to many incidents of fraudulent SIM registration and putting telcos at the risk of being sanctioned. So where do they get money to uh, buy crops, uh, buy their inputs to crop? So the association took it over uh, to see how best we access to credit buy from the farmer to give him his money at a good price so that he has over uh, to see how best we access to credit buy from the farmer to give him his money at a good price so that he has this national identification authority then they send me a code to confirm that I am the owner of that car, yeah. car. now when, when I go to the agent so, so of course, you, I mean, you have a choice. You can go to an agent or go to the telco. You know, when we just go to the telcos, there were long queues. So then, NCA brought in the agents. So when I go to an agent, I need to show the agent that code, that 
I receive from NIE. Then those is given his money. So, so of course, you, I mean, you have a choice. You can go to an agent or go to the telco. You know, when we go to the telcos, there were long queues. So then, NCA brought in the agents. So when I go to an agent, I need to show the agent that code that I receive from NIE. Then those is given his money to meet what he has invested or to make profit to be able to be in business. I don't think we will see that the meeting. It's a good idea, but it's just that there are a few great fit to be able to be in business. I don't think we will see that the meeting. It's a good idea, but it's just that there are a few great system of registering SIM cards. So when somebody goes to them to register a new SIM card, they use the whole system of SIM registration to then register the person and activate the number. First one that I disagree with is first, I mean, talking about the credits. I mean, in the past, we've not had very good experience with supplying the local processes. Farmer. Some pensioners are often left for former workers who are near their retirement age, a situation the National Pensions Regulatory Authority is determined to change. The authority believes securing a better life after retirement should start with the youth. And as part of that, the maiden edition of the Bono Regional Pension Quiz was organized by the NPRA and the Ghana Education Service to raise awareness on pension sustainability among the youth. St. James Senior High School won the contest, beating Sunyani Senior High, Notre Dame Girls, Sacred Hearts, and Odumasiman Senior High Schools with 57 points. Hayford Atakrofi is the CEO of NPRA. According to the top of management awareness, approach of awareness creation, the more a particular issue is discussed and talked about and kept as an issue on the top of people's minds, they are likely to talk about it in future. And it is therefore in this spirit that we vehemently believe the adoption of pension awareness quiz would trigger the much needed enthusiasm in pension related issues and encourage participation in pension enrollment. Mr. Takrofi said financial literacy is lacking among a large portion of the populace. Hence, adding it to the curriculum will help the youth embrace savings and pension from an early age. For those of us who are in the financial sector, sometimes it is very difficult to be able to sensitize the public because of the lack of knowledge. The financial literacy is made part of the national curriculum. It will imbibe in them of the very, very early stages. You should know how money works, how savings work, how pensions work. Uh, from re uh, early days of work to the last days of retirement. So it is by engaging like this, like a quiz or a teaching in a classroom and also sensitizing their own parents at home. This is the only way that we can get the youth to you know, carry the future of financial education forward. St. James, winners of the pension quiz, shared their thoughts on their involvement in pension awareness. The youth should be more enlightened about pensions and the awareness should be created so that the youth will know the benefits of pension so that they can contribute and secure uh, income benefits when they retire. So with the knowledge we've received, um, we we'll spread it to our colleagues and we we'll try to educate any other people that we meet. Precious Summer for Joy Business, Sunyai. And that's it. The news returns after this break. We've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation focused. Oh no, we are out of range. Oh, don't worry, Daddy. I have Alexa in my bag. Alex, what? Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM. Super Hits Radio, Radio. Joy 99.7. Listen to Joy FM. Hits FM, Love FM, live on your Amazon Echo. Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, 
Open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play. And then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. Even the builders of it never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. Even the builders of it. And, and majority of you say you know what happens, Canada. Then go to NI. So that I don't think there will be queues. Even if the agents are, I don't think there will be queues at the telcos because out of the 11 million, you know, just a few of them will rather maybe have Canada and they'll be going to queue there. So really, we are going to sit there and listen to the NCA. I mean, God willing, if before the 31st of May, we are hoping that the meeting will come and then we'll hear them and see what they will say. But otherwise, we think that this agent will just be moving from this whole process. Well, just by, just by way of education for our audience watching right now, how they can... Wrong! The biggest debate competition in Ghana is back. Which side do you represent? For or against the motion? Stay glued to your superstation. Lotter to glory as... Educational Complex. Cowbell. Madame Catherine. Frightal and Fortune Rise from Wilma. And sponsored by... Zest Consult. Pidato Company Limited. CBS Industries, Top Choco, Ultimate Fashions, Flora Tissues, supported by This soon on Joy News, we connect you to the rest of the continent on Connect Africa with me, Blessed Suga. The issue about loss and damage reparations. Uh, how is the West receiving such a call from especially African leaders? You know, the loss is actually being borne by African countries. I will be here live from the Joy News studio speaking to our affiliates and correspondents from across Africa with news, analysis, interviews and conversations from the rest of the continent. If you look at successive opinion polls, right. Peter Obi seems to be leading. But the question is if the security, insecurity causes a low voter turnout, what it impact on the fortunes of the candidate? Join us on Connect Africa on the Join News Channel. Business edition is the institution that has been mandated to help protect 
the incomes of workers in the country. But are they living up to expectation and ensuring that this is done well? What about the current challenges in the economy and has that affected their mandate? Well, I'm talking about pensions and SNIT in Ghana today and pensions. I'm indeed grateful to have the Director General of this scheme to get some answers with respect to how the scheme is performing and whether they are doing their work or not. Doc, thank you so much for your time and you're welcome to PM Express Business Edition. Thank you very much, How are you George. doing? It's been a while. Indeed. You don't look for me. Where have you been up to? Ah, you know, I've been around. We've been doing our day job, what the um, nation has entrusted for us to do. As you know, at SNET, our major preoccupation is 